Hi, I'm David. I'm the Dungeon Master. Hi, I'm Paul. Sherlock Gnomes. This is Rob. Playing Talon. This is Sean, who plays Thaddeus. And this is Josiah as Ezir Dohillen. I want to thank everyone for listening and the great feedback and comments that we're getting. We really appreciate it. We've come a really long way since the first episode. For example, we no longer eat chips while playing. We now eat vegan marshmallows. Thanks, Paul. And we've invested in some new equipment and software, so hopefully you've noticed a boost in the quality. We're having a lot of fun making the show for you all, and if you're getting some value out of the show, we ask that you think about giving a little value back. One way you can do that is by going to our new Patreon at patreon.com slash roll to hit. We're trying this out as an experiment and we appreciate whatever you can afford to give. If you'd rather have something you can touch and smell in exchange for your support, check out our store at shop.spreadshirt.com slash the commentist. You can get a t-shirt or a coffee mug with our newly designed podcast logo on it. And of course, if you can't afford to part with even a single copper piece, we totally understand. Everyone can help out by rating us on iTunes or sharing the podcast with their friends and network. Thanks for your consideration. And now the show. On Roll to Hit. All right, gentlemen, this is High Stakes High Pie. We all have a $100,000 buy-in. Uh, is that the second king you got it on the fourth card? Orlin glares at you. Seems like Gaunt has pulled out a king. Ooh, tough luck, old boy. Well done, Azir says to the cheating bastard across from him. Thaddeus and Sherlock, you make your way to the kitchen. I need you to wait in line like everyone else. I don't know where Dayfik is. A barrel from the top shelf begins to move and falls off. Some guys slipped me a couple hundred gold to come back here? Last thing I remember is him whacking me across the face. There's a scoundrel on the loose and we have to catch them. I pull out the two double crossbows and point them at his head. <laughs> oh my god! Some hippie old maid gnome and her partner came by with a virtually empty bottle. A nice brother came by and handed us the bottle. And what brother was that? You lean close to the rabbit. The bellhop. Bellhop. We're not going to hurt you. We're trying to find someone that's missing and possibly captured. You realize they'll kill me. The oh, so- super evil villains of doom. The luggage freight. He's gagged inside the cage hanging from the top. A surly halfling wizard in a security jacket stands in front of you. To his right, you recognize this as a shield guardian. If we can't get in from the inside, why don't we try to get in from the outside? I think we know someone in the kitchen who owes us a big favor. For the sake of initial context, Azir and Talon are at a card game. And Thaddeus and Sherlock are at a missing persons crime scene. Back to Thaddeus and gnomes. You arrive back in the kitchen to see Daythick already back at work running the register. Daythick, is he, does he seem less inebriated than last time? Yeah, he's, he's all better. <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? Pretty good. Pretty good. Now that I can breathe and, uh, you know, think straight. Um, we have uh, a favor to ask of you. Anything? You saved my life. What do you need? So we would like to, to we're trying to find these people that, that got you and also maybe rescue one other person who's in trouble. But we need access to um, the outside of the train. You're the only one who can help us. We need you. Obi-Wan. Uh, if you go through the kitchen, you might be able to get there, but the chef is back there. Can you set up a distraction? Uh, let me try something. Slash, would he care? <laughs> <laughs> hey, chef! 
The man you saw before pokes his head out of the free swinging doors. Chef, I think that wine is making its way out of my lungs again. Can you <clears throat> take over and register for 30 seconds? The chef doesn't say anything, but his body language shows he reluctantly agrees as he reassumes his post at the cash register. Oh, and uh, one more thing. You see the guys over there? Way over there. David begins pointing to an arbitrary location in the opposite direction of the door. Yeah, way over there. They already paid, so don't worry if they come to pick up their food. They, they already paid. Wait, but, but they think I need to bring them the food out here for them to even come pick it up. Yeah, just they way back over there. <laughs> so while he's pointing there, he's giving you the okay to sneak in. Okay, let's, let's, let's try move. to sneak in. All right, the three of you easily sneak into the kitchen, you two and Jane. Then you make your way to the ladder hatch. What order are you going to go up in? Do you, do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I have to cut it open anyway, so uh, Thaddeus, then... Then I'll go, and then maybe Jane in the back. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know, somehow I think you bring up the rear, but it, we're going in, so I guess the fighter should be in there Yeah, first. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. You pop open the hatch and climb up. So we're on the roof of the... Yeah, yeah. you've just opened up the hatch. Oh, okay. You're shocked at how much windier it is, so <laughs> everyone roll an athletics check. Sherlock rolls a 15. Thaddeus also rolls a 15. You two successfully get up there and stand your foot. Jane pretty much immediately slips upon getting on the roof. Her skirt is not train hopping friendly. Don't worry. Uh, don't worry. I'll be fine. The undercurrent trips her again as she falls on the cart. Is she like in danger of falling? No, she just cannot like get her yeah. footing. Can I suggest that she like crawls, like army crawls instead of... The luggage car is eight cars that way. Um, you could carry me, or I could just kind of crawl or even bring up the rear. You also sense frustration in her for the first time since you initially met her, because this is basically the first pitfall you guys have been in, in a very well-rolled and well-chosen <laughs> yeah. uh, decision-making adventures so far. <clears throat> Maybe can she distract that, that the sleeping guy if he wakes up? The... The wizard? Oh. Because I'm, I'm assuming that there's going to be some noise when we enter into the thing. So you're saying she goes in the normal way? Or, well, she won't be able to go in, but she somehow distracts him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is, of course, us yelling this because the wind is... <laughs> Jade, maybe you should... Uh, if, if you're having a lot of trouble with this, maybe you can kind of stand guard outside of the the room, and if the wizard wakes up or anything, you can kind of distract him because there might be some loud noises going on when we're, when we're rescuing your um, husband. She sits husband. and ponders and then... Nods her head. That makes sense. She would do anything to see her Bertio again. And don't initiate anything. Like if if things start to get hair, like don't don't like you know, just look out for yourself, Jade. Okay. She climbs back down the cart, and uh, the two of you are now on a very windy roof on a train traveling through just like a barren <laughs> land. Let's go play some high pie. High pie. <laughs> All right. Our man Oilin is now out of the game. Slotho and Talon both have short stacks, and that uh, clickly clack that you hear is gaunt. Counting his stack of chips, well over 200,000. The dealer chip is to Slotho, gets a jack, king to Talon. Azir pockets a queen and throws a regular card to Talon. So Talon has a three, a three, five, and a king. Slotho throws a nine down into his Pandora, signifying a pretty strong hand, but based on what we've seen in the past, it may also mean nothing. Gon throws down a two, fairly standard. We know he has no face cards. And Talon throws out a three to his Pandora. Gon shows an eight. Talon shows a five. Slotho drops 12 large. Gon meets 12 large. I think he's just going to push his chips around. 
Talon chooses to go in. Slotho stares off at the wall and grabs a card to reveal. It's a 10. He's showing 16. We know he has a jack in pocket for a total of 27. Gaunt shows an 8 to match his first 8 for a total of 16. Talon drops a 5 for a total of 8. We know he has the king in hand for a total of 21. Slotho has 16 showing. Gaunt has 16 showing, but Slotho knows he has the jack in hand, so he's just basically betting whether or not Gaunt has better than the jack. Slotho goes all in, thinking that Gaunt will not have better than a jack in hand. Gaunt matches. Talon decides to fold, even though he has the king in hand. He chooses not to show the king, however. Mm -hmm. Slotho drops his jack for a total of 27, and Gaunt flips his last card, which is a 6 for a total of 22. He needs to top Slotho by 5. Here comes a secret card. Uh, Slotho gets dealt up to 4. Azir decides to take Slotho out by purposefully dealing Gaunt a king from the bottom of the deck. And then there were two... By two, he means himself and lowly Talon the monk who accidentally got confused as a rich person (laughs) and doesn't have actual money to pay for the game. All right, Thaddeus and Sherlock. The two of you are now on a very windy roof. I'm assuming that I'm better than than, than Thaddeus because I'm like three feet tall. Yeah, Yeah, so it's going to be athletics versus versus acrobatics. yeah. Yeah. All right, so, again, the train is eight cars that way. Um, So if you both watch each other's step, it might be all possible. Um, So I'm going to let you guys roll to jump across each individual train. Uh, And I can do acrobatics. Oh, I rolled a one. (laughs) Plus three is four. And you fall off the train in your (laughs) deck. 15. It doesn't matter because Sherlock gets him and goes, you know, Sherlock knows, and then takes one step and immediately falls on his face <laughs> and begins slipping off. Oh, no. um, so Thaddeus, roll an athletics check this time to try to catch him and bring him back up. Oh, uh, 24. All right. All right. <laughs> you, you, try, you do too hard and you kind of like throw, throw him on the other side and then you're just kind of bashing it back and forth like, like Bam Bam from the Flintstones. <laughs> All right, so you guys are back up and that was your, you're still on, tr- on car one after one. <coughs> so let's roll acrobatics again. All right, there we go, 19. One, no, 18. Okay, you, you go in successfully. Car two, car two, car two. <laughs> okay. You are on car two. Do it again. 17. 14. Everything's okay. still good? Okay. You're on car three. God, I'm so worried. All three right. Of, three of four rolls. 16. Yes. 18. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. Four of five rolls. Uh, what car are we on right now? You're on car four. Jeez. All right. Yeah, 21. Jesus uh, Christ. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're on car five. Why are we rolling so well on this? 17. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 14. Okay, you're on car six. Six saw that one. I know. Okay, 13. All right. After seven rolls, the luggage cart is right within sight. Oh, God. And your jaw drops as you look ahead. About a quarter mile ahead in the distance is a tunnel. Oh, God. (laughs) Streaming and racing towards it. You don't even know how much time you have. So you need to race across this, get to the eighth car, and dig a hole. Oh, my God. To to get into it in a couple of seconds. Uh, So roll one more acrobatics check to try to get to the eighth car. 20. Okay. (laughs) Yes. 20. 20. So you are on the eighth car. All right. 
Thaddeus, you have to take out your scimitar, scimitar now and start digging at the uh, digging a hole in this. So what is that? So uh, is he literally digging a hole in like metal right now? Yeah, he's trying to puncture the top <laughs> and get a hole through it. So Jesus. make a strength, make a strength check as this tunnel is like seconds away. So. I'm- I'm going to cast a minor illusion that there's not a ton of <laughs> Um, 21. Oh, is the hit? Okay. You go and plunge your sword in and start moving it up and down in the high winds. Do a strength check with disadvantage to try to <laughs> cut a hole in the roof. As Sherlock is keeping lookout and notices any second, this, this tunnel is coming up. <clears throat> yes! Oh, yes! <laughs> oh, my God! Uh, 20. All right. As you're, as seconds from getting in, Thaddeus jumps in first, Sherlock hops in, kind of takes a look at the view really quickly, and then puts his head in as the tip of his uh, hair brushes past the, the tunnel. Oh my God. I know we can do it. <laughs> yeah! The, the die are in our favor tonight. I have to say, that was literally the best sequence of rolls we've ever had. Eight rolls in a row. Oh, nine. Or well, wait, I, ten. My first one, I got a one. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. first roll of the night, I got a one. And then I the rest... had two 20s. Jesus. All right, you, uh, you hop down into the luggage room. Let's play a game of high pie. Azir, who has no need of monetary uh, attachment, doesn't really pay any heed to Talon's sad, drawn face. I mean, I have 40,000, so you have, what, 460,000? Plus these excellent rings. Ting, ting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so... (laughs) Fuck, let's play high pie. Oh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gaunt gets Delta King. Well, shouting Azir accidentally gives... (laughs) Right, high five! Just throwing cards around. Talon's got a jack, queen, and nine, and six. Another good hand. We know that Gaunt has a king. He throws a six into the Pandora, as does Talon. 20,000. Strong, aggressive bet. And Talon knows he needs to play a little aggressive now that he has his horse stack. Gaunt throws in 20,000 to meet Talon, and another 60, trying to put Talon all in. So Talon, Talon raises 8,000 to be all in. I have so, 68. Talon matches and throws in another 8,000 to go all in. Gaunt matches. Let's flip the cards, gentlemen. So Talon shows his jack, queen, and nine. For a total of? 32. Gaunt flips his cards. A king, seven, and ten for a total of 30 even. It's all left to random. Azir doesn't know what's coming up. Flips a card face up. <laughs> what? Gaunt catches the card thrown out by Azir and somehow palms that card and flops down a queen on the table. Azir flinches and then throws Talon's card face up a three. Ooh, <laughs> tough luck. Fairly played, though. Just uh, get your cards there. <laughs> if you don't mind, sir, you asked me to play this game with you and deal fairly. Yep, absolutely. I'm not sure that's just, the card I just <clears throat> dealt out. Well, now, how the hell would what? you know wait, that? Wait, wait, hold on. I think it might be best if we replayed that hand. No, there's no soul losers in high pie, that's for sure. I'm not sure there's a loser yet, sir. As you say this, his bodyguard, Grotto, encroaches the table and sits in Slotho's empty seat. Do you wish to buy in, good Grotto? He's completely silent. Now, my payment, I believe it was 100000 I can't help but feel there was, at best, a mistake. Uh, I will not go as far as to say that cheating has transpired. Grotto's hands unbutton his suit and sticks both of his arms deep within his jacket, leering at the two of you. None of that will be necessary, Grotto. I'm afraid I don't know how to collect debts from a homeless monk. 100,000, please. Gold. Now. Does Talon pick his nose? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you'll just let me go get the gold back in my cabin. I think you have the gold right now, right around your belt. (laughs) 
The dagger? That dagger's worth far less than 100,000. I'm afraid those are the dishes you're washing for not being able to cover the bill. Another whole day, my stop is coming up. So how does it decide who it comes back to, though? It just materializes back is what we decided. It doesn't fly back. It just comes back in your hand. Right, but if, if I... If he, you have to bond with it. Attunement is like eight, eight to ten hours, right? Yeah, eight hours and... And I, I assume there's no range on this? Like, I can just materialize it back? Probably need to at least know somewhere it is. But, I mean, if I, if I stayed outside of his cabin, like in that next car, and just waited for him to start unhitching it, and then... As soon as we leave, just... Yeah, I guess... You're not in the room. He's not going to be like... How'd that happen? One of the things I mentioned was he carries nothing on him. Everything is in Grotto's giant jacket. Yeah, that's true. All right. He's got 50 million other knives in there. Okay, okay so I guess I'll let him take it then. Is there your I'll services are done? Pick up your cards. You know where the exit is. Uh, very well. It was uh, a pleasure, and uh, maybe we'll see each other again. Good, sir. Thank you. Now, Talon, you were a guest at my game, and I've been a gracious host. The dagger, come on, another all day. Once we unhitch my car, we won't get another chance to see each other again. Grotto stands up and has moved so his nose is now in your face. As without breaking eye contact, <laughs> he reaches down and takes the dagger. He winces as he grabs it. Listeners remember, it poisons you the second you hold it. And slips it somewhere inside of his jacket. There's a good lad. Grotto, make sure both these men never step foot in my cabin again. Uh, well, you guys are now done and are outside the customer car. You haven't seen Thaddeus and Sherlock all day, but you can head back to your meeting spot if you'd like. Back to Thaddeus and Gnomes. You hop down into the luggage room. The room is filled with personal belongings and tagged suitcases. But more interesting is that hanging cage, just as promised, about 17 feet in the air. Um, uh, um, how tall are you? I don't know, but not 17 feet. <laughs> Um, is there anything we can climb on or anything? There's just, there's a lot of luggage. Um, <clears throat> is, I, I think I have rope. Like, would this be something that I would conceivably be able, nope. nope is it no, no, no. hanging from something? <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. But, so, is it something that, uh, Sherlock Gnomes could potentially shoot down and I could catch, or is that? Or, I'm also really good at climbing second story work. Is, is it climbable terrain? And that's uh, safer. You're inside this cart, so the walls are, you know, slick metal. Okay. There's no way to climb up unless you're Spider-Man. Um, Wait, are you, you Spider-Man? <laughs> uh, no, Sherlock. Spider-Man Spider no. checks. Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, no. That's a Sherlock. <laughs> what is the uh, cage being held by, like, to the ceiling? You're not quite sure. It's just hanging there from the ceiling, probably just a, you know, hook. It's difficult to determine, I assume, but how big is a cage? Like, does it look like something super heavy? Completely also, estimate that. If, if we hit it off... Like, that's going to alarm oh, the yeah, people on yeah, the outside. Yeah. Can I take my two daggers and ice pick style climb up the side of the uh, <laughs> Yeah, sure. You, you can try. You'll need to do another series of <laughs> athletics checks this time. But you have you have second story work, though? Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm only three feet tall, so this is going to take a lot <laughs> of uh, handhelds. That is be thinking of something else to do because this is not going to work out. All right. Athletics? Yes, athletics. 14. Uh, so you're going to get... 14 feet in the air. Whoa! So I'm only three <laughs> feet away? Remember, you also, it's in the middle of the room. You can't, oh, it's hard to climb from, like, on the ceiling. <laughs> Unless I was. But he's Spider-Man. So, Spider-Man. Yeah. I also position myself underneath him in case oh, he thank falls. thank you. Yes. I'll try not to land daggers down. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, d right now, am I able to, like, look over and see if I see anything new about the, the cage? It's as the bellhop said it would be, uh, blanket covering hay. I say, psst, is anyone in there? I'm here to help you out. You do actually notice the cage moving a bit, swinging a bit. All right, I'm coming. I'm going to 
I'm 14 feet in the air. And how many feet, like, is it across to the cage? Six feet. Can I try to do those last three feet? Yes. Nine. You climb all the way around it. So now you're negative six feet away. No. <laughs> yep, you easily get to the top. Okay. Your climbing speed is well advanced. I- I'm going to, can I hook in one of those pythons? Yep. Would I be able to shove it in and then use it, like, as a, f- put? if I put two in and then, like, use them as, like, Foot kind of footholds and to spring myself off of with my small gnomish figure. Interesting. I'm only 43 pounds. Based on how easy you're able to stab the daggers through, though, I don't know how st- they yeah. could easily move in there. Thaddeus, do you have any ideas? <laughs> I thought uh, this was a good idea. As gnomes get to the most precarious part of his thing, <laughs> Thaddeus walks around looking for loot. <laughs> well, you're, go. you're in a luggage room full of suitcases, so you, you can just start opening them if you want. What is the, the hook? Is It's like a metal hook? Yeah, it's actually a very flimsy, like, okay. crappy hook. It's just one chain link connected to the cage hanging on a hook. Okay. I have an idea. Thaddeus, try to find something to break the fall, and I can try to shoot the hook. And, and hopefully release the, the cage. But if we can find something that, one, is going to dampen the sound and then also going to dampen the the hurt on the person that's inside the cage. What are the luggage bags made out of? Like it's a, a lot of different material. but uh, it's, Are they most soft material? Yeah, it would certainly break the fall. If, not, if nothing else, the bags would break themselves, which would indeed break the fall. That this is a reasonable solution. So... Uh, I'm going to open two of them to see what's in there. <laughs> see if I'd like. Maybe to. there's some sheets in here. Maybe there's a mattress. I need some gold to break the fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh man. Okay. Um, Sean finds a magical poison yeah. dagger. <laughs> uh, in suitcase number one. This episode of Roll to Hit is sponsored by 521promo.com. Tired of giving the same old presents every holiday, birthday, or anniversary? How about a unique idea that will last a lifetime and be sure to amaze and impress your family, friends, or partner? 521 Promo offers a customized Opoly board game where you can name all of the spaces, add photos, create your own card text, and more. You will be able to customize the box top, the board, all property cards, all game cards, the instructions, and the money tray. The game comes with all other standard pieces to enable full gameplay. 521 Promo is also a bulk manufacturer and specializes in Kickstarter projects, so if you have created your very own game, they can help you bring it to life. Please visit them at 521promo.com for more information. (laughs) Besides the usual clothing and other boring wares, you find this tiny little mechanical spider in there. Uh, I'm not sure what it does. And in the second case, behind door number two, you find a tiny... Music box that plays a song you dimly remember from your childhood. I shall take both of them. You're going to steal All someone's personal belongings, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, you pocket the two things. Oddly enough, when you turn back to look at that spider again, it's moved. Regardless, you pick it up, shove it in your pocket, um, and you were going to craft that crash pad underneath? Yeah. Okay. So I start piling up the luggage bags. All right. So I adds- may have stolen the wrong spider. Is this going to be like uh, Wild Wild West? <laughs> <laughs> So, the music box that plays a song you seem to remember, and the spider now in possessions, as you begin hoarding a bunch of luggage, yeah, as Gnomes is hanging there, while you're literally just, like, rifling through people's <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm Which, totally role-playing yeah, with my paladin while, character. While a shield guardian outside is being kept at bay by a civilian woman and a sleeping wizard. <laughs> uh, regardless, once you pocket the items, you do build that crash pad, uh... 
you can't test it, but you can give Sherlock the thumbs up if you think it's going to work. Do I get the thumbs up? Thaddeus puts his thumbs up. <laughs> All right, I'm going to put in one of those pythons and just kind of, with my 60-foot string, just kind of... Okay. Just just to give myself a little more of a like a hold, because I'm gonna I'm hanging on with one arm and then I'm gonna try to shoot off the the thing with my other nice. arm. Nice. All right. This is gonna look sick unless I <laughs> shoot the guy by mistake. <laughs> and this is where the rolls the yeah. luck of the rolls ends. This is where probability comes back in. Yeah. Just make no. a standard attack. Sorry, Jane. We found him with a crossbow bolt in him. <laughs> All that work. 12. Uh, yeah, 12 breaks the armor class of a bolt as this device from the ceiling begins tumbling down, twirling, and crashes into the suitcase Thaddeus has made. The cage door pops open. You all stand there in silence, waiting for the cage to stop shaking, holding your breath to see if anything happens between either door at this point. A man shuffles his way out from beneath the hay and beneath the blanket. I'm going to start climbing down. All right, you start climbing down as the cage is a-rockin'. Out crawls a man, very handsome, much matching the description Jane would have given you had you done the most basic of detective work <laughs> and asked what this guy looked like. <laughs> she just kind of said, yeah, we'll find him. He looks like, uh, it's, it's a guy, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. The crashing, though, has caused some disturbance as... The front door opens up, standing Jane Ellen holding the amulet that controls the shield guardian. (laughs) Jane! Oh my god. Jane almost drops the amulet. She's so excited. Don't drop it! She she clutches it close to her heart, then her face goes, oh my god, Bertio! Sherdock wastes no time getting back down, and Bertio and Jane wake no time to embrace. I knew you'd find me. And I knew you'd find me. Oh. Yes, it all worked perfectly. When I heard there were members of the super evil villains of Doom on board, I knew there was a good chance they'd come looking for me. <laughs> I put about 20 of their men in the ground back in the day, as he nudges Thaddeus and Sherlock. <laughs> These two people he doesn't know. <laughs> so I hid your favorite book in a spot they'd never be able to get to. I also knew you wouldn't dare leave this train without finding me or finding that book. I know you need someone strong and someone with a thief's cunning. <laughs> so I hid the note inside the book behind a very tough vent and then wrote my own disappearance note in a thief's count. Just waiting for you to put out the APB that we needed, heroes. And Jane, you found the two best sons of bitches around. What are your names? <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> um, my name is Sherlock Gnomes. Meet Thaddeus. Sherlock and Thaddeus, come! Come back to the room! You are about to be as rewarded as handsomely as my face. (laughs) After I do one thing, he takes his cape and throws it across the frame as we cape wipe too. You find yourself all back in the dining room. It's virtually empty. Bertio, Jane, Thaddeus, and Sherlock are all at different tables when a group of men all wearing fingerless gloves show up. They act tough, but you can recognize nervous when you see them. They sit down at a table. The room is quiet enough that you can overhear their whispers. You sure the note said now? I can read, can I? I have no idea how the guy escaped that cage, but if he seriously has the boss hostage, we can't risk it. All of a sudden, in walks a very well-dressed man wearing the same fingerless gloves as the others. What? Boss? What are you doing here? But the note? But he said... But you said... Bertio stands up. Officer arrest those men! (laughs) Every plainclothed officer in the dining room stands up and starts running at the gang. Too taken by surprise to even draw their weapons, the onboard officers make easy work of the super evil villains of doom. Bertio laughs as the big boss is taken away. He pulls in a handkerchief and whistles, toodaloo, at him. (laughs) 
Still laughing, he motions for the two of you to come back to his cabin. There, he opens up a chest from underneath his bed. Thaddeus has to use his shield to deflect the amount of golden light radiating off the pieces. Beartier produces a sack and pours the gold and platinum contents in. My heroes, our heroes, our heroes reward! <laughs> Your conservative of guesses puts the haul at 15,000 gold pieces. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to weigh it at some point. Standing in the same spot you were when you first arrived at the sleeper train, but this time with Jane Ellen and her loving husband, they thank you and close the door to get some privacy. Oh. So, you're all set. You haven't seen Azir and Talon all day, so you can head back to your meeting spot if you want. Uh, yeah. or, or you can just go crazy and just start throwing money around. <laughs> so uh, Make it rain. You now have 15000 between you. I don't know if you want to split that up since you all do have individual gold amounts. Or if Thaddeus just wants to carry that. I mean, a sack of 15000 gold is going to be heavy. <laughs> Let's not tell the other two. <laughs> <laughs> can I just have, like, a um, 1,000 gold pieces? I mean, you sure you don't want more? <laughs> like, what is, what? I don't think I can carry Why would Thaddeus ever say that? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible role-playing. <laughs> yes. Okay. No. In- 900 gold pieces. I, I, I'm leaving. The- <laughs> what, what is this meeting spot? Is that where we all start? Yeah, it's a couple trains back. You'll recognize when you get to it. You guys were just sitting at some seats at the normal passenger cars. Do you want to go back there? Or? Let's go back. And uh, before we leave, I just look over to Sherlock and say, I love you, man, and just hug him. <laughs> I crack a few his back a little bit. <laughs> all right, Thaddeus and Sherlock, you strut back to the car. You are all in. Your cock of the walk and probably trash bag of money draws a few looks from jelly passerbys. And you arrive back at the meeting spot to see Azir and Talon looking glum with no money around. I think gloating is in order. And in fact, oh, act up. Uh, I forgot to actually forgot to say something. Actually, Thaddeus and gnomes, close both ears. All right, guys, I uh, actually didn't forget to say anything. Sherlock and Thaddeus have just shown up with no armor, no weapons, no boots, carrying nothing. They are literally in their undergarments, miming all this stuff to you. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So I think some gloating is in order. You got anything? Uh, gold! All oh, this gold is so heavy. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have given it away. Sherlock, what the F? <laughs> Thaddeus, what the F? I was Sorry. just saying, uh, you know, I uh, just thinking about gold. I wish I had some. I uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome, and maybe some clothes too. Yeah, why are you guys naked? Are we naked? Naked? What are you talking about? What? Yeah, naked, as in no clothes on. Uh, what the F, guys? I look down. Check your eyes. Am I naked? <laughs> you want me to look at my eyes? Check my eyes. <laughs> I look at Thaddeus. Is he naked? Thaddeus is naked. He's wearing just his undergarments. <laughs> Huge dog hanging out to the side. <laughs> um, it's only half work. <laughs> <laughs> Am I naked? You have just boxers on, yes. What? What? Guys, seriously. I just hugged you. I didn't mean that much. I look around for my armor as I pull my hands around my chest shorts. I'm glad you said that. What is going on? I'm very confused. Do we have anything? Where's my equipment? I'm angry now. Guys, you're just standing around in your underwear uh, acting like that's a good thing to do. Did we interrupt something? We just had 15,000 gold pieces. Uh, No, no, you didn't. 
We did. We had over a hundred thousand and we lost it. But you guys have nothing. In fact, you have less than what you started with. Uh, we most definitely went through a harrowing set, just this long mission, just to end up with a huge reward from some Italian, uh, possibly of unknown origin. <laughs> that is, I think we were tripping on peyote this whole time. God, no, no, not again. <laughs> Uh, maybe we should, would you both like to accompany us back to the people who... Why? So we can lose our clothes too? <laughs> uh, hey. Do you guys come from we an have orgy? A <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Talon, get your, get your dagger and let's go see what these guys were into. <laughs> <laughs> Look on our backs for marks. <laughs> uh, Alright, okay. so I'll, I'll rematerialize my dagger and just start... Flipping it, even though every time I catch it, it poisons me. <laughs> but it looks cool if I'm just sitting there flicking a dagger up and down. Flip out, flip out, flip out. All right, the dagger rematerializes in your hand. Can we go? Where back, are you guys going? Go back to the the cart. Yeah, Jane's wherever. Cart. Let's. Find Which car? Out. Jane's. There's Bertio and Jane yeah. and the and, bunny. And Come and on, you were there. Guys. The talking <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> yes. This is talking. what you get for trying to steal my woman. <laughs> the man stuck in the wine barrel. All right. So uh, what? <laughs> uh, you you mentioned heading back in sleeper cars when that female halfling, uh, just one of the people in the cars, says sleeper cars. My favorite express doesn't have sleeper cars. Why do you think we're all carrying our luggage while just sitting in seats? What the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's my line. <laughs> uh, can we walk back to where we think, where we came from with Jane's car it was? Yep, absolutely. You're going to head back the way you came, essentially? Yeah. All right, making your way back through the cars, you notice the same group of people giving you the same sort of double-take look as before. You may have been misinterpreting oh, their Jesus. jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> Counting the cars while you walk through them, you start to get a sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach. Nothing looks the same. The dining car you pass through is no real spectacle. It's a single old man at a bar. There's no winery door. There's no swinging kitchen door. Nor does the train even have the physical space for two of outlandishly giant amenities. There's no bellhop string on top. You finally reach the car that you remember housing the sleeper cabin. The car seems a lot smaller than you remember. The entire car is composed of the hallway, the passageway door you just came through, and the passageway door on the other end of the next car. A lone door to some compartment is in the middle of the hallway. Can I... Try to open that compartment door. Approaching the door, Thaddeus and Sherlock wince as there's a kind of pins and needles feeling in their brain, like it's trying to remember something, but instead of the memory just flooding into consciousness, it's dribbling in. Like when you've got a sneeze on the edge, waiting to blow, you know it's there, but uncomfortably wait its arrival. The door you stare at says, maintenance closet. <laughs> oh my god, we've been had. Can, uh, does someone have to detect magic? Uh, so you guys swear you, you were having a grand adventure yes. back here? Well, yes. you saw the woman. I didn't I see did. the woman. Talon saw the woman. I did, yeah. And she, we followed her around. We, we rescued her husband. What, what did this woman look like? <laughs> I didn't actually look at her this whole time. <laughs> she looked like a, a woman. Her name was Jane. There, there are things from the Underdark that can uh, lead a person to believe things that aren't true. Everyone closed their ears and eyes except for Thaddeus. Thaddeus, for whatever reason, what Azir just said has kicked that slow drizzle of a memory back up a notch as events start flooding back into your brain. You don't have it all down just yet, but one thing sticks out. The Sherlock that's in your mind surrounding these recent events is not the correct Sherlock. Hmm. 
everyone done? Though just for good measure though, we'll do the same thing. Everyone close yours besides Sherlock now. <laughs> um, for whatever reason, when Azir just said, it's kind of kicked that slow drizzle of a memory up a notch as events start flooding back into your brain. You don't have it all down just yet, but one thing sticks out. <clears throat> the Thaddeus that's in your mind, which is the same Thaddeus currently in your party, is not the Thaddeus you actually know. Okay. Okay, uh, so you're currently all just staring at a door that says, Maintenance Closet. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners, <laughs> um, Thaddeus and Sherlock just gave each other a, a, a sideways glance. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, so what just happened? Inside joke. <laughs> the audience will understand. <laughs> Nothing. You guys are just staring at oh, the door. Did it okay. open? Apparently. No. Are you pulling at it? Yeah. Who's trying to open it up? Sherlock. I will. <laughs> okay. Why are you so eager for me to open up this door, Thaddeus? I don't know. I just thought you were closer. Am, am I closer? Uh, you are equidistant from the door. <laughs> I'm not very good at judging depth and I'll, distance. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll open up the door. Okay. Should we open this door, guys? I mean, do you know why you're standing here in your underpants? I do Laughing. not. <laughs> no. I don't know. Can you maybe sense evil, Thaddeus, since that's, that's kind of your thing? Can you sense underpants or something? I don't know. I could. But you fine. won't. <laughs> I will do detect evil in the... So yeah, Thaddeus cranks his neck, opens up his nostrils and his ears, gives a smell, gives a listen, doesn't detect anything. Hmm. Sherlock, you want to pull out that magnifying glass of yours? I... I don't oh. have it. <laughs> I don't know where you I, keep I pull it. it out of my underpants. Um, uh, I guess I'll cast Fairy Fire. There's a dexterity saving throw, so if there's something yes. in there, then... Against um, your... 14. <clears throat> okay. There's 20 people in here. <laughs> okay, you cast Fairy Fire. Nothing is immediately visible to you, but you've angled it towards that door. All right, I'm opening the door. All right. You spit in your hands. Give it a pull! No, completely locked. Oh, fiddlesticks. Don't you have lockpicks? Yeah, you have lockpicks. Hey! Well, I'm naked. <laughs> I was given lockpicks and then they Again, I don't know where you keep your lockpicks, Norma. <laughs> uh, do you have any skills that are, don't require... I always have a lockpick. <laughs> so Thaddeus didn't detect anything. That's what he's, he says to you. Uh, hey, hey, Thaddeus. I... I'm just I'm just trying to think about our adventures for a second. What was what was the name of the that king that we overthrew again? You weren't there for that. Sherlock wasn't there for that, but you were. Yeah. It seems odd. I'm and going to knock first. on the door. <clears throat> and then run a perception check cuz you've your ears against it. Uh, Thaddeus, you do not hear anything through the door. Uh, try let me put my ear to it. Try knocking try knocking again. Now, you do perception check. 14. Uh, you do not hear anything in the door. Hmm. Didn't hear anything. Nothing at all? Okay. No. You didn't hear anything the first time? I may have. The, uh, what? Not the first time. I smell an imposter. I do too. Ah! 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 As the two of you start fighting in the hallway, <laughs> the door you came in slides open. Where the bloody hell is it? A familiar voice accompanies the banging of the violently open sliding door. The Marquise Charles Gaunt stands in the doorway, his muscle grotto thickly outlining him, but not as jagged as usual. The signature jacket grotto has been wearing is missing, along with everything underneath it, because before you stands a hulked out man in nothing but an undershirt and boxers. <laughs> Does, are they the only people with clothes on? <laughs> uh, 
What's his name? Have clothes on? Marquise, yeah, he's fine. Grotto's naked, though. Grotto's. There. You think you can hide something like that from me? I bet you think I randomly picked you out of the train to play cards, too. You don't get a collection as large as mine with luck. You need a sixth sense for it. Speaking of which, hand the rest of it over. The rest of what? You damn know what I'm talking about. Which one of you Wong's orchestrated it, huh? Which, which, which one was it, Grotto? The half-orc or the gnome? I don't know how you did it. The only thing stopping me from killing you where you stand is I have to admit I'm mildly impressed. You robbed Grotto, and that I obviously have none of my weaponry. But you have the dagger. Where's the rest of the stuff? I don't know what you're talking about. You have the dagger. Grotto doesn't have the dagger. Yes, you know have Grotto the dagger. has nothing. Talon, you want to give him the dagger? Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> All right, give fine. him the dagger. I'll give him a little, little bit of the dagger. <laughs> <laughs> You Just cheated like anyway, so what's the difference? <laughs> you cheated me out of 500 grand. I send Grotto off to pick up the winnings from the card game, asking him to hurry back so I can start inspecting that dagger of yours. Whose is it, by the way? One of Nyargroth's blades or Korth's relics? I'd wager it's too big to be one of Drailmore's, but I could see it being Gald's. Thieves to the bitter core, all of you. How does one steal the same weapon twice? He's very well read. <laughs> anyway, I send Grotto. After an hour goes by, I start to get impatient and wear it since our stop is coming up. When Grotto comes back, waddling back empty-handed, completely empty-handed, Grotto again stares at his feet. Grotto tells me he was out collecting all the dues when some... <clears throat> Some couple asked if they could hug him, and for some reason, Grotto says yes, and for some reason, this hug detour took an hour. Sounds like it was more than a hug. <laughs> Grotto puts his hands in his face, and you think he's, he's crying. Grotto, did this couple look like, insert description of the two people? <laughs> Grotto has his hands in his face crying, but kind of stops, looks up at Sherlock. Uh, after, after much crying, Grotto remembers being at this, this cabin for some reason, so let's do it in this order. First the dagger, then the rest of my goddamn treasures. I can, I can hear them, I can sense them. The Marquis starts to truly break down from his usual noble class as his head begins to twist and teeth grit. The, uh, the door, Grotto, the door! Grotto grunts in approval and runs over to the door, grabs the handle, and starts pulling. The Marquis has started flop-sweating in frustration. Grotto makes more verbal noises than you've ever heard him make all trip, but fails to force the door open. Grotto, look at me. And I point to my... The fact that I'm in boxers and my well-chiseled abs. <laughs> <laughs> We've both been swindled. T turn against this man that I've never met before. <laughs> He's the one that did it. <laughs> I'm just watching him melt down. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of loot behind this door. Probably. The door he's pulling at is the maintenance closet? Yeah. Okay. I think there's a lot of loot behind the door, and Gon thinks it's his, but if we get to it, maybe it's not his. That's all I'm saying. I slowly take out the dagger. <laughs> All right, as you're all trying to figure out what to do, your talking is interrupted with a loud, scratching metal bang from above you. Click-clacking leads an audible trail down the roof, all the way to the entrance door where you came in. Some shuffling, and then two blurry silhouettes pop up from behind the doorway. Coming into focus, they take the shape of a man and a woman. The outlines nod their head in simultaneously and open up the sliding door. They're in mid-conversation when they notice you. Also noticing the couple is Grotto, who now has a look of horror on his face as he is silently pointing an outstretched finger towards them. The Marquise is frozen solid, looking over his shoulder at the two of them, trying to decipher the mood of the room. Thaddeus and Sherlock don't need to say anything to Talon in his ear. You can guess this is Bertio and Jane. The eight of you remain still, your eyes darting between sections of people. <laughs> Before we also need to make a break for it! Next time. 
I rolled a hit. Clenching his back, cracking his knuckles. I shout, too legit to quit! Sherlock falls on his ass from this. Oh. Muscle, power, muscle, <laughs> power. As a piercing scream echoes inside all your heads. I don't want to give him anything. <laughs> the banging of the train and the shifting of the floor and the heat of the boxcar all melt away. You know what sucks is that we don't really have weapons. Well, I have a gun, though. Jane whips out a match, cracks on her fingers, and dives back into the connecting platform. Gotta get that good berry in there. How does Bertio look? Uh, he has a javelin in him currently. <laughs> My god. No one in the room Very understands. Very mature, monk. There's an epic battle of the wills going on. See how many major characters I can kill. Talon <laughs> teleports outside the train and just plummets to his I have misty step. <laughs> the telepathy is boring so hard inside Brado's mind, it broadcasts itself to the entire car. I knew there was a reason I was into this chick. <laughs> Plus, I can spell cast. Well, I can, but other I than can't, that, I have I can't very well give. give him my hands, can I, Azir? <laughs> Hey, this is Paul from Roll to Hit, also known as Sherlock Gnomes. Uh, you can check out a lot of other great podcasts at thecommentist.com. That's the podcast network that Roll to Hit is a part of. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can find all of our podcasts. So, uh, yeah, please check those out. And uh, thank you. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a comment. And I love you. You have an odd confidence about you every hand you play, Talon. I think I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely not the accent he had. Oh, what is it? It's more. It's, it's more. It's, it's Alfred Molina. That's a. That's an interesting call. There. That's an inter No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Voices.